Perez. Walter makes a run ahead of it. Burkamp suddenly changed pace through the centre. It's Burkamp! That's magnificent! The move, and then this, which left Dabby's ass totally stranded. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. On the wrong one, that's the Sunday roast. And he tweeted the Sunday roast. That's not happening yet. Hello, and welcome to Burkat Wandland, the podcast where we are never knowingly ready on time nor organised. With me this afternoon, tonight, this morning, depending on whereabouts you are on the planet, or indeed the universe. I've been watching Picard. You could be anywhere in the universe. Hello. I heard it's better. I heard it's better. I I heard the first two seasons were pretty bad, um, but the third season was uh, is now really, really good. It's like they figured out that writing a good story is decent. Yeah, it's uh, they're not they're not box ticking. Well, they can't because the cast was um, was done forty yes. years ago. Yeah, yes, they can't do any more box ticking. That's what no. they did to Ted Lasso. I absolutely adored the first season. It's brilliant with the men's mental health and everything. The second season, it just went stupidly woke that it just no. didn't fit the storyline. No, anyway, still, I digress. Still no people in chairs in 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 um, in Star Trek. I'm not happy about that. That's my place. You're not being that's represented my... enough, are you, Danny? That's horrific. I know. It's it's not horrific. right. I've gone through all this roof. Anyway, people, yes, I honestly, uh, the show is meant to start at 8.30. I went to sleep after the game because yesterday my mum came over and I, I had four hours sleep and I woke up to the heat is on, half hour before I've got to get up, and then the alarm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, I'm going to blame Jeff Bezos for my poxy Amazon alarm not waking me up when I told it to at 7.40 to be ready in here for, for 8.30. So Did it go off? Up at, I, I don't know. I'm going to sue them anyway. Uh, I'm going to, uh, yeah, so I um, oh, I got out of bed at quarter past eight, 8.14 if, we, if, we, if we're splitting hairs. But I'm here, people, and Arsenal are brilliant. And uh, Deke is here. How are you doing, Deke? Thank you very much for not only doing it later, but then later, later. Yeah, no worries. Uh, I can talk about Arsenal, no problem. It's not, uh, especially see, once again, we've gone back into the. It's a pleasure to watch the football again. Um, one of the most convincing. It, a shame it was only one nil, but it was one of the most convincing controlled games I've seen Arsenal play all season. Um, the XG uh, was was tweeted out by the XG account on Twitter. Yeah, I don't know if you follow that. Um, and they said Leicester created zero point zero. <laughs> one XG against Arsenal today, the lowest XG in Premier League match history since we began this account. Congratulations! They, that's an incredible achievement. I've never seen something. I've never seen an XG that low before. I never seen it. I remember mate, uh, like mess talking to me on Discord, going, "What the what the hell's going on?" I went, "Mate, we're seventy two percent possession at the moment, and we've been playing like." How long? I can't know how long the football was going, but ridiculous amounts of possession and just controlling, dealing with the balls coming in round the back and everything. I thought the whole game was was fantastic. If that was Spurs, they'd be demanding a trophy for that kind of uh, level yep. of. It would have released a DVD. It would have been. It would have had special features. It would have had uh, uh, director's commentary on the top in special. Oh, it would have been amazing, amazing. Wow. Well, uh, that is a truly horrendous. I mean, that is almost. Can you will the stats let you have less than that? What they got 
How did they get that rather than don't, zero? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what was the one moment. I don't know what it was. I think they didn't they register one shot on target. I think maybe that was it. And if you're only going to get 0 0.01 for that, then you know, maybe it's, it's just time to do. I mean, they I would, some would say they have given up playing football, uh, but the, yep. yeah, today that was the kind of win a championship side win. Yep. It was against yep. us. We, we had a watch. Oh, none on target. Sorry. None on target. One shot uh, in total. It was their one shot in total off target. That was their zero point zero one, and uh, they, they tried they tried roughhousing us. That didn't work. Yeah, yep. they tried having the ball for a little while. That didn't work. No, nope. they tried shooting. That didn't yep. work. <laughs> oh, well, that's it. That's it. Otherwise, it would have been a zero point zero zero. Wow, that is, that is terrible. Um, <laughs> anyway, let's, let's say hello to some of the uh, the wonderful people that decided to come and join us today. Uh, my sitting room for anyone's wondering is nineteen degrees. Um, and I'm not wearing any pants, so it's quite cold. Uh, so in the chat box, we have, oh, we have Joshua Page up the Arsenal. Brady's banana, time to make a cuppa. I'll chance it. You had plenty. Of, you could have made it. You could have knocked yourself up a roast. Yeah, Brady. exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, Brady, was it you that did a tweet the other day that included us and quite a few other people and said these are really good podcasts worth watching? If it was you, thank you very much. I'm sure it was you. Or if not, it was somebody else. But you'll probably claim it anyway. I'd claim it. Loki is there. Boy 10 is there with a, I will carve the statues my damn self if these lads win the title. Uh, Zaid is there. Hello. Jim is there. Avon, not Teddington, is there. You've. Uh, it's nice to see you again. Is that, you've got a dog in your avatar. Very nice. John Hazy is there. Paul Nell. Foot Gaming. Hey, Danny, have you, have you shaved your beard lately? No. It's going back. I made that mistake once, never doing it again. And lots of numbers. Hi, all. Great result. Another three points. Paul Nell, we are top of the league and we are top of the league. No, we are We are top of the league. We are top of the league. I, I, I put an and in there. There wasn't one. And was above you. That's why it merged. It all merged into one. Sometimes I can't help myself. Josh Page, they had one shot on target. Avon, oi, oi, and more oi. And you're going to come show everybody your bum hole, Dora. Are you, darling? Come on, then. YH, uh, yeah, it was, Brady. Thank you very much for that. Hambo Gumble, uh, sup, folks. Good, good, good. So where were we up to? You know, I made all the notes on my phone because it's warm enough not to be have to be wrapped up in my duvet. Um, but we're not going to talk about the Zinchenko being made captain. No, that's that's um, that's a very debatable thing about whether people should be given it for, for the day. And um, very... I mean, Nice, I suppose. Some people may not think it was nice. It's much like Theo getting it for his birthday. Don't care. Um, Eddie being It's a dropped. mockery of the band. Uh, it's, uh, well, you know, political statements and all that lot. Um, not that I'm against it. Not that I'm against Ukraine before anybody gets any ideas. Putin's a knob. Behave yourself if you're watching. Stop it. Stop it. Um, Eddie being dropped. About time? Is that should that got an should should he get an award? Was that a bonus? A round of applause? Something for finally dropping Eddie? Yeah, um, I was I was very happy to see that Trossard is being executed. Uh, just a false nine in general. I know it's not Emil Smith Rowe. The guy's obviously still coming back from uh, into fitness. But the fact that we were using a false nine was very enjoyable. I really enjoyed it. The fact that we can intertwine the three top three. Flu uh, flawlessly now is it, I love it's fantastic really enjoying that um you know Gabriel Jesus apparently is back he he could he could even be on the bench for this game but it 
he might get on the bench for the Everton game on Wednesday. So it's going to make uh, for a very interesting run into the uh, you know into the finals of games of the season. But uh, yeah, apart from that, you know, there was no real changes in the team. Jorginho still keeping his place, not really having to risk party, he's a, he's which was good, which is a really Jorginho. nice option. Yeah, he's a really nice option to have. Jorginho clearly he's fitted in really really well with the team. He's he's gelled in really really well. Fans are already in love with him. Um, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's fantastic that we can do that and not stress about party because it wasn't very long ago that we were terrified about party being injured. And now yeah. we're not even discussing it week by week, which tells you everything you need to know about how Jorginho has stepped in and just and done an incredible job um, considering the circumstances. Just just hit the ground running. I know it's not yeah. very fast running, but it's running all the same. Come on, lay down here. Come on, here you go. Plenty of room there. There you go. She's trying to sit. I, I had three square inches to play Val. I moved all the fucking stuff off the desk and she's gone somewhere else now. That's three square inches to play Valheim last night. She's back again because cats can't make their fucking mind up. I would say Jorginho, he loves it up him. He, yeah. he loves it. He's not he's not shy of someone coming up to him and giving him a whack and then going, oh, not only am I going to make the most of this, I'm going to get you back later. He's not shrinking violet. That's, no, I like him. I that like is him. a Brazilian who has been taught the, the, the dark yeah. arts playing the Italy. Arts. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. To see, uh, I re- yeah. So yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the lineup. Good stuff. Don one is there. Cat bumhole looks excited. Pause. <laughs> Jota Ortiz, Brendan Rogers, and all the other managers praising us to death, and we still got some fans complaining. That's <sighs> Arsenal. Can't please uh, the, the cat just winked at me. Dora, they're talking about your Anna's horribilis, and it is horribilis. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's before we get into the game. There's one thing I want to I want to mention, which is the don't worry, it's good. Is how Eddie needs to look at the way um, Trossard and Martinelli, the overlap and the underlap. That was magnificent, the way they did that. Not only just for his goal, but the way you didn't know whether Ed, whether Trossard was up front. Martinelli was up front, and occasionally Saka was up front. They perfectly intertwined, like the like like the the golden locks of a beautiful lady. I don't know why I said golden. Prefer the ginger the ginger locks of a beautiful lady, and wove in and out like almost like poetry. Is and that's one game where they've done that. They started doing that together. That's it. That's it. Doing that as Deke's waving his hands together. Um, that, yeah, that was brilliant. Eddie needs to look at that and go, this is why you shouldn't be playing any, shouldn't be starting games, Eddie, because you don't do that. You don't have the intelligence and the vision and the foresight to go, oh, quick, he's there, I'm going to go underlap, he's there, I'm going to overlap, because that's brilliant. But we're, what's your thoughts on that before we go into the, the, the minutes of the game? Yeah, I, I, I've got a few notes. Um, I just I just thought that within the four, sort of 10, first 10, 15 minutes, the football that we were playing was just, Unreal, um, unbelievable football um, from the top to the bottom. Um, I thought we were incredible. Um, the football that we were playing, I loved it. Um, you know, we've been speaking about it for ages. That you know, um, Arteta's uh, this is really Arteta's first season with the team that he wants and he's built, um, and we're starting to see that now with the attacking front three. Um, you know, he wanted to sign someone that is you know because Eddie isn't an Arteta player. He's just keeping him because of convenience and, and how it works with timing and, and stuff like that. But, you know, whether would whether I, Eddie and Ketty would be signed by Arsenal and by Arteta with his project in mind right now, I don't think that would be a thing, personally. 
Um, signing someone like Gabriel Jesus, signing someone like Trossard, who has the ability to play against uh, along the front three, mm. tells you everything you need to know about the direction that Gabriel, uh, that uh, Mikel Arteta is going with his Arsenal, is that he's got that interchangeable, strikerless, Pep Guardiola-style football that everybody talks about, but it seems to me more and more as gaming or, or week, year in, year out and week in with games and stuff that I'm starting to think, is was it Pep Guardiola's style to himself or was it Arteta and Pep that built it together like, like it sounds like it was? And it's a bit of both. And Arteta um, has the blueprints, so to speak. Um, because the, the 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 sort of strikerless formation that we're going with around the intertwining football that we're seeing is it's it's like it's like watching it's like watching City um after their second season um when they were just like dominating playing from the back playing strikerless and we're like what the fuck is going on right now and it just dominate yeah I know it just it absolutely <laughs> totally dominated football for the last four or five years hasn't it really you know four, four titles out of five years tells you everything you need to know about the football that the, they played and obviously Holland coming in is is not the strikerless thing that's why they're finding it difficult to that's why they stop starting quite a lot because they're getting used to it but um yeah uh wow what beautiful football I really enjoy I was just blown away I was just enjoying it it was like art being played on the pitch fantastic stuff very true indeed. And also a little nod should go to them. Oh, uh, Tubbyfall Tubby says, uh, does any of my cats chase the ball on the screen? Burkamp used to, but Dora, Betty and Lily don't care. Uh, Betty will sometimes look at the screen when I'm playing on the computer because um, I use my PC for the, for gaming and that, apart from that, yeah, she does that. Uh, Josh Page says, the fans would complain if we won 5-0. Yep. By 10, we are waiting for Balogun to be ready to come in, and Ketia is holding that fort down on a lot of money. Pep, and he also says, Pep wanted to figure out how to make every false nine half as serviceable as Messi. Arteta had the knowledge to make that happen for whatever reason. I doubt it's really like this, but I'm in dreamer mode. Yeah, And a little nod should also go, deep to uh, Vinay, to Josh. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. to Edu for three or two magnificent uh, January transfer window buys when that's usually the panic window. And, and we also got the Polish centre-back, Kiora, whose name I say, say wrong, who played every game for for Por- Por- Portugal. No, the other people. It's, key, it's pronounced Kivior. Kivior. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Kivior. Played every game sure that- for Poland in the World Cup, give you all, give you all. Yes. I won't remember give that. You. I'll just call it Kiora. Um, yeah, so magnificent transfer window because those two have not only come in and look good, they've come in and gone, oh, this system, bang, I'm in. Yeah. It's we, like they, we, they, they, they were, they've been playing it for years and it's not like yeah. Brighton play the same way that we do, is it? No, no, no. Um, well, you know, Brighton had a lot of uh, Brighton's scouting thing, uh Scouting system is just second. It's it's unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, we know we've been saying it for a while now. You know, this is uh, Arteta wanted to build a team for him. Um, the fact that we've got the courage and the and the gusto. Um, you know, I'm hoping Troy Deeney is watching. You know, cojones. Hmm. Um, you know, we've got those now, and we've got them in an abundance. And we're coming into situations where we're making. Uh, we're making purchases in the transfer window market that's based on what we want and as a po- not as opposed to what the fans may want or anything like that. I just, I've got full and, and utter utmost trust 
in uh, in the boys at the top in regards to decision making for Arsenal, and that's been the first time I've ever said that since I've been an Arsenal fan. Hmm. When I was getting up, I was listening to Radio Five, and there was a bloke on there. So I'm last one. I'm going to moan, and I thought, "Oh bloody hell! What what the hell have you got to moan about?" Sure. Moaning about the VAR ruining the game that he wants VAR oh, gone because yeah, so it's I, never going to go. It's never going to. It's never going to go. Just get used to it. It's never going to go. It might get better and more refined, but it's never going to go. It's going to. We're going to see. You know, the World Cup. We saw that VOR system where they put up the little figurines and they've got it all computerly generated and stuff. We're going to see a lot more of that. We're going to see it a lot more in depth. I'm. I'm expecting in the next five to ten years, there's going to be sponsors put up on the screen in this country. Uh, during those VAR moments because it's a lot of moments of sitting around doing not a lot. You know, they do it in America and they make you can make a shit ton of money. You know, it's going to get to that stage with the Premier League, the amount of money that's being pumped into it. You know, as much as it's enjoyable and everything, but these things are inevitable due to the viewership. But uh, yeah, you know, VAR's a pile of crap, but we spoke about that many, many times. Yeah, it's irritating and it's rubbish and I don't want yes. it to be any part of my game. But they're not going to listen because, I mean, it's not like it's our game or anything. Um Question from Pete. I'll save that for later. Boy 10, first time since David Dean days. Good. Ryan from the Mr. Arsenal podcast. Very fine podcast. Is a friend of the pod and a friend of mine. Hello, Ryan. Nice of you to join us. Jota Ortiz says, uh, anyone seen the VAR replay for Saka's goal? Martinelli's, seem, Martinelli's feet seemed well on side. I think it might have been the elbow. It was the elbow. Is the was... elbow's not the elbows. It's up to the shoulder. Not shoulder then. I it's, saw the elbow uh, sticking out. Yeah, so it's not the, the elbows, it elbow can be offside. The hand can be offside. It's, uh, it's the shoulder uh, from I, the moment I, I play. think above the sleeve, isn't it? Yeah. So mm. the Saka the penalty I thought was unlucky. Um, I've seen penalties like that given all season. Um, you know, uh, we'll talk about the, the Trossard goal and, and VAR all of a sudden being very, very good um, and spotting shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, what? miracle. When we need them, they're not there. <laughs> and the commentators are all like, oh, this is very impressive working from the VAR team, just spotting that out of nowhere. They can only can see it on one angle. It's very impressive. And I'm like saying this at an Arsenal game when, the, when it was clear and obvious with regards to the Brentford goal, the fact that Lee Mason has been released by PGMOL, you know, tells you everything. Oh, just fucking what a cocking load of shite. Uh very true. Carl is there, our very own Carl from ABW. Even much as much your P's and Q's, he, he will take no. He's nine foot five of angry, angry man, and <laughs> no one mentioned anything about London Transport because you will get a lifetime ban. He will come around and do a big poo in your toilet. Uh, I see, Carl. No, they won't see any more. Yeah, VR does hate us. You won't see any other ABWs in there. They can't be bothered. Oh, Nick sometimes turns up. Anyway, let's move on to the uh, notes for the game. Uh, uh, first one I've got is 16th minute. Have you got anything before that? I don't I've have got... times. I don't have times. Oh, okay. I've just got moments of moments of happening. You slip, you grease them up and slip them in when they're appropriate. 16 minute, wonderful ball from deep, deep in our area from Jorginho through to, I think it might have been Saka or Martinelli or I think it was, Trossard. I think it, was, I think it was Martinelli. It was one um, of those. Yeah, he's got that in his locker as well. Um, I didn't think I would see someone slower than Xhaka. But Jorginho stepped up and went, hold my beer. And he's fucking <laughs> slow as shit. But it doesn't matter. He's got a quick brain. A lot of the times he's in there to make the interception before the pass yeah. is just about to be made. It's about to you know, go, go about. 
So I've, I, as I said, I've really enjoyed him, but he's got that passing ability as well, which really suits. He's, he's the signing that we thought Xhaka was when we first signed him. He's that signing. Work. He's that signing. He sits deeper, plays defensive, hasn't got the legs, but has got a good passing range. That's who we thought Xhaka was, but Xhaka has been Xhaka this season. Hmm. I'm just Man City won four one. That's yes, uh, Harlem got seventh of the season. Was it? Were they? Were they good? They were all right. I didn't think yeah. they were overly. There was no moments where they completely dominated Bournemouth. Bournemouth had their fair share of chances. Solanke was was unlucky with a few moments. I watch a lot of the games because I you know, I do FPL fantasy uh, Premier. So. Um, I watch all the games. I'm watching the Liverpool Crystal Palace game on the second screen as we speak. How bad are they? Uh, they are horrendously ho- horrific. I've I don't like. I've got three Liverpool players because they're playing double fixtures for this game week, so they get double points, double chances for points, and they're just fucking shit. They're just <laughs> so fucking shit. Have that on the t-shirt. Liverpool are so fucking shit. <laughs> I just they're just they they're, they're struggling. They're, they can't they can't get a foothold in the game. No decent chances. I don't know what the fuck I'm watching. Horrific football. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, good stuff uh, from from Jorginho. Really like him. Um, Rancid Pumpkin says, can we get, can we appreciate how good Gabriel was? Yes. As in Marco Hales. He was, he deserves so much more praise than he gets. So I think at some point in the second half, he did a sliding tackle along the, the touchline, I mean, the, uh, near, the, near the, the dugout, along the line and kept the ball. And then uh, I think then it hit them and then went out and we got thrown or something like that. But yeah. him and Saliba are already one of the best partnerships in, in Premier League football and probably one of the top in in, in world football. I mean, if you had a top yeah. 25, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if they put them in there. Yeah. They are so good. And Saliba just needs to sign a contract because that boy is at that age to be that that brilliant. It's, yeah. it's just a beautiful, wonderful thing to see. The- the reason why we don't talk about Gabriel and Saliba much is because um, in situations like that, um, talking about them or not talking about them is the correct way when it comes to a defender. Because if you are talking about him, it's generally not something good uh, most of the time. So when, when you don't talk about a defender or don't talk about a goalkeeper, it means they've had a solid day. And, uh, you know, that's the reason why. It's the only reason why. It's just It just is what it is, you know. Uh, what, how do they say it? They say games are won by goals. But uh, championships are won by, you know, not conceding them. True. Um, right. The, uh, no, my next note is the 25th minute. The, um, the goal that never was. Do you want to talk the boys and girls through that? Because uh, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, there was, a, there was a, uh, a moment between Ward and White um, as the ball was played in from the corner. Um, it was, you know, there was a lot of flapping around and then Trossard does very well to get the ball out of his feet just on the edge of the box and just curls it into the top, uh, top corner. Beautiful goal. Fantastic. But when you go back to the VAR, as we were discussing at the start of the podcast, we're not big fans of the VAR system. Um, but the VAR was, was, was put into place and you know for a fact that every time when a referee is called to the screen, it's generally going to be, you know, there's going to be a change. There's going to be a moment of, uh, of, of clarification and it's going to be a change to what you thought it was. And so when you look at the replays, yes, it is a foul. White shouldn't be holding Ward's arm like that. It's very sneaky how he does it with his right hand as opposed to his left hand, keeping his left mm-hmm. hand free. It's very smart. It's like the dark arts kind of thing. Um, but, you know, as much as that was a foul, the Brentford goal was was offside. So I'm a bit like, 
you know. But it's frustrating for all of a sudden VAR is has got the the, the oh, Hawkeye system turned. Yeah, yeah, like they're like no more fuck ups, you know. <laughs> Um, so yeah, as much as White shouldn't have been holding on to Ward like that, it was it was very it was very sneaky. Um, I've never really seen I don't think I've ever seen anything like that before where a player's a defender's held the arm of a keeper down. I don't know. Uh that's the first time I've seen it. And as slyly done as that, I that's probably even the first time. So yeah, it was it's sh- I don't think it should have stood. I think some people um uh, don't agree with me, but that's fine. I I think it's a it's a foul. Um, but you know. It shows what Trossard can do. Um, you know, I'm hoping that he's going to contribute a lot this season and he's going to need to um, cause if we're, we're going to rotate because, you know, we haven't played in Europe now for a while. So when the Europe, uh, Europe uh, you know, Europa League games come back into play, mm. uh, we're going to need we're going to need uh, Trossard, Martinelli and all the boys to uh, to pitch in. And for people who didn't see it, it was like they would do it was a two man all lang syne where you hold the heart, you cross your arms over and hold the arm of the other person. He managed to do that and covered it up. So, I mean, to see that that quickly, you've got to be, yeah, you've got to be looking for, yeah, to try and yeah, disallow it, was, it. But it, yeah. It, yeah, it was wrong. Um, some put some comments in here. Rancid says, How is Sambi Lakonga doing? Uh, I've I barely see him touch the ball. Fair enough. Pete says, wish we could play the bin dippers or chavs this week. They are ripe for a spanking. Ryan says, love Gabby's tweet tonight, dedicating his gold to Stephen showing pure class. Don't know what that is. Who? Um, uh, Loki says, White had his wrist. Yeah. Man says that goal should have stood. Well, of course it should because it's Arsenal. But if it was against (laughs) us, you'd you'd want it. not yeah, done. it's I not. It's, it's a foul. Question. It's a foul. We got to be. We got. You got to take the Arsenal tinted glasses off. It's a. It's a foul. Um, Tyler Before says it's the right decision, but how Ramsdale can be held down like that every time. Yeah, I, yes, I and I agree with you. And I agree with you. I think we've been really unlucky. You know, they've got those images of who is it? Is it an Aston Villa player? Basically swarming uh, uh, Ramsdale. I think it is. They're 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 chucking it around on socials now. So I completely agree with both. Josh Page says the ref was a C word today. How many fouls did he get away with? Um, did he allow on our players with no yellows? The bloke rang the radio and said that, <laughs> Le- that um, Leicester did seven fouls, no bookings. Sa- we did one. Saka got booked. So Loki is de- is in the hood. He's, he's probably on the um, the WD forty or something like that. No, that's, that's that's not it, is it? Yeah. That's the wicked blue drinks. I don't know. Oh, um, I haven't drank those since I was like early teenagers. I think like 13, 14, I started drinking those things. Wow. They're more Cheers. sugar than they are alcohol. They're more sugar. You're going to get a sugar rush more than you're going to get drunk. Nice. We was robbed for the pen. And Pete says, good goal should have, shouldn't have stood, but how many yeah. times has that shithousery happened and never punished? I agree. Um, Ryan says, as a young Arsenal fan, that's been battling liver disease his whole life, sadly losing his battle and receiving end-of-life care. Ooh. Fair enough. Not good. Um, Don Juan, wasn't it Martinelli who got booked? Mm, um, yes, yes, it was. It was. I've got him on was, fantasy. Yeah, 39th minute. I've they didn't on, get a book in the entire game. Yeah, I've got fantasy. So, yeah, he's... Uh, he is definitely uh, he's definitely got a book in. Maybe the boat um, on the radio said all the, all those fouls on sack and there was like seven. I don't yeah, know. he got the he, yeah one, definitely got the yellow. Yeah, only one book in the entire game, and I thought that game was a little bit tasty at times. 
Cheeky. I agree. I agree. Um, uh, White holding ref's arm disallowed. 30th minute. Tete, the Brazilian right winger for Leicester, sprints clear, scores offside. But we kind of you knew that was going to be offside. I'm sick of I'm sick of this. Wait, um, if anybody can explain it to me again, because people no, have explained no it to me. Because somebody in the in the in a pub uh, a year ago explained it to me why they do it, and I was a bit I was a bit tipped, so I I didn't I didn't quite understand what he meant. But if someone can explain to me the the logical reason behind their idea as to why they don't give the uh, the offside straight away, um, please someone pipe up if you do. If you don't, don't worry about it. But I'm just I'm perplexed. I'm still perplexed to this day. Wasn't there a game last week where there was a free kick? given but the ball was but the, it was offside but because they didn't raise it and the foul was made they gave the foul for the free kick even though the passage of play was offside so I was like if they score from this free kick what the fuck <laughs> what the fuck I don't I don't understand how that's gonna stand I um do they then call it back I don't understand I, I don't think understand. it's got something to do with players not getting injured when it's called offside. Uh, that's I'm what I just, heard, but I don't remember how I heard it. I'm just so confused by this all. Uh, I don't get it. But yeah, it's offside, but he still ran through. Saliba was very confident, very well placed as well. Mm. Um, he knew where Gabriel was and noticed that he was, you know, slightly um, slightly further forward. So he stepped up in perfect timing uh, and caught him offside. So it was very smart play from Saliba. Um, but yeah, it's just, I don't get it. I don't get it. Oh, we go. Answer my own question here. 31st minute, a sitter fall, um, sitter, sutter falls and pulls down Saka. No penalty. Hmm. That's not right, was it? Yeah, it's, it, it, for me, it was a penalty. Um, I've seen them given, as I said, week in, week out in this league. Um, I don't know why that wasn't given as a penalty. We'll never know. It will never get looked at ever again. Um, but, you know, when these sorts of situations come into play and we get unstuck, with the referee decisions and VAR decisions at this point, you just kind of go, um, that's what I expect now, isn't it? You know, if you speak to any fan, they'll think VAR is out to get them and get their club. So I think VAR is the problem in, in the whole general sense for everybody. I think I'm done. Well, we're all done with it. I can't think of anybody that actually do. It does enjoy VAR. It no. robs me of the celebrations of goals. Yeah. And that pisses thing. me off. That pisses me off more than anything. That for me is the number one problem with it. Not even the waiting around and the faffing around and the mistakes. It's the robbing of the moment when a goal is scored in a pivotal, like in the pivotal moment where you're like, "Fuck!" Football is a just game won of the game. emotions, and it's just and you and it's and it's taken away from you so brutally. And when the goal is given, you're you're so dejected by the VAR system that you don't even celebrate it. It takes away the joy of football. It, that's what Brady's, I think. Anyway. Brady says it's. Uh, in case it's not offside play till it's double checked. Well, they could be running halfway up the seven sisters. What happens, road, what happens then if a goal's not scored and they do double check it and it's offside? What happens if a play is made in and a defender thinking, oh shit, I've got to stop this, makes a really rash challenge and breaks somebody's leg? What, and But they're like, oh, well, we couldn't wave it offside yet. So the defender has to play to the whistle and break and accidentally breaks. Are we gonna get we're gonna get to that moment before a decision is made and they re, they rectify Probably. it? Is that is that is that where we're going? Because it's we're going to get there because we're seeing more and more signs of frustration with this. 
that someone's going to just snap. And there's a lot of footballers out there that can just snap like that. So I don't know. I don't know. Pete's going off topic. He says, is that a cloud strife figure in the background, Deeks? Cloud? Oh, no, no, no. That's um, that's not cloud. That's uh, that's Super Saiyan 2 Gohan when he fights uh, Cell oh. in DBZ. That's what oh, it is. I shall show you what's in my background as long as I can move the camera. And that's as far as I can go. Echo, sitting room lights white. Look at the background here. Ah, oh, there's your one. Yeah, Super Saiyan so, go, uh, go on to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not Cloud from Final Fantasy. And my family keep buying me unicorns. So there's all unicorns and things on top of my sofa in the background. And uh, one of them is actually a plastic unicorn. Is it? Got- oh, it's um, Dodgeball. Dodgeball. The film Dodgeball, when um, the main actor, who I can't think of, uh, the guy with the dodgy thumb. Anyway, he goes back to the girl's house and she's like really pretty and cute. And her whole house is filled with fucking unicorns everywhere, like psychopathic. Like she's fucking nuts. Sounds so about right. That's her downfall and it's just unicorns everywhere. They keep buying them for me. I've got about 15 of them now. <laughs> Every time my mates brings their kids around, they go, do you want a unicorn? Do you want to take one of them with you? Vince Vaughn, uh, thank you, Vince Vaughn. Love Vince Vaughn, by the way. Great actor. John One says, goal line technology is fine, true. Offside is fine, true. The rest can go in the bin. Yep. Final Fantasy Seven talk, never played it, never not interested. Yeah. Boy 10 says, SSJ, Gohan is taller super than Yeah, Super Saiyan, Gohan. Uh, oh, oh, super Saiyan, yeah, yeah. Uh, is, yeah, he's, he's uh, well, it's just a figurine. I don't, yeah, let's see. He's a lot. Uh, he's not. He's quite short. No, he is. No, he's like a te- early teenagers in when he's fighting Cell. When he goes Super Saiyan two, that's when Gohan dies. We've got, got a couple Again. of late late turner uppers. Stephen Edwards has finally turned up. Hi, nice, Stephen. Nice to see you. Drago is here. If we die, we die. That's that's, that's his stats. If he dies, he dies. Uh, evening, Dan. You look stunning as always. I've, I've got sleep in my eyes, and I'm eating salt and vinegar Pringles, and now I want to pick my eye, and I can't because I'll, I'll go salt and vinegar blind, and that is no good. That's not good. Uh, Pete says, "Under VAR now, a second of utter joy, then immediate paranoia that VAR will find a way of disallowing it." Bullshit, isn't it? Uh, Vince Vaughn says that. Dean says Vince Vaughn. Hello, Dean. Loki, watch where you sit. The, when the unicorns are about, no, that's why they're all plush ones because they're, they're not going up anyone's bum. Pete says, oh, it's Gohan. No, don't know what that is. Avon says, example, our Liverpool game, their first goal saw Darwin Nunes. Was it 85 million? <laughs> yeah, he's not even, he's not even, uh, he's not even on the bench. He's not even he's on the bench. He's rubbish. injured. He's injured. We don't uh, know. Darwin Nunes offside on the initial pass, but it was let go. And he was fouled to finish as it's now considered different phase of play. And he's allowed to finish. This fucking nonsense. Don says, Arvind Drago, what a man. I still root for him every time Rocky wins. I've st- I'm not watching the, re- <laughs> the remake of that because Stallone has um, recut um, Rocky Four and taken out a lot of the weird shit, like the robot. And Have you not seen it? No, you've got to leave Paulie's robot in it. It's completely oh, weirdly random, but it's got to be left in. Having Happy only birthday, just watched Bali. all the having watched all the Rockies again last year, you forget. I mean, they're long films, but some of them have got ten minutes of this is what happened in the last film. 
I love it. I love it. I don't no, give a good. fuck. My favourite moment is when he goes, in the first film, when he goes back after the fight and he says to his turtles, you should have seen me. You should have seen it. <laughs> and then when he's on the surgery table, he says to the surgeon after the first fight, he goes, you should have seen me. Everyone should have seen it. I love it. I love it. And then when he wins the title, first thing he says is, uh, Adrian, where's your hat? <laughs> and Rocky uh, Stallone wrote all of those. And uh, oh, he's the best. He, he never, the no one gave him a, po- a, a leading role. So he went, fuck it. I'm going to make my own story yeah. and put myself and now, as the lead. And now, now look at him. It's one of the greatest films of all Fucking time. Love him. Absolutely love him. You can't not like him. He's an underdog. It's brilliant. Uh, 38th minute, Martinelli booked for silly tackle on Tete. I'd wrote, written this down, but I'd forgot to say it. Uh, Nelly swapped places with Trossard towards the end of the first half, I noticed. Half time, six shits, bad spelling, non zero on target. And um, I put possession, but I didn't write down what possession was because I um, a bit of a dough laid down at half time. I was tired. 46th minute, second half, break down the left with Trossard. Puts it through to Martinelli, who slides it in far post, but twists it. Oh, this is the goal. Is this the goal? Yes, Your choice is the goal. Yes. Tell us about the goal. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, incredible assist from Trossard. He nutmegs, um, nutmegs the player, puts it through. Um, and Martinelli puts the ball clean past Ward. Um, but um, was it? I think it is Tete who makes the foul on Martinelli after he played the ball in. Um, so the moment he scored, Martinelli's just on the floor screaming. So it's just really awkward because the camera's just looking at him and he's on the he's on the floor riling around. And, and you know, and, and when you watch the replays, uh, the player is trod on to his knee. Um, it does look accidental, but yeah, just what a, a fantastic assist. Great to see Trossard getting involved as well. Um, you know, we need players like that stepping up when we're having uh, dry moments, and that ended up being the clinical moment that got us the three points today. Um, but fantastic finish from Martinelli, and I'm hoping he played all the way through the rest of the game, so I'm guessing he's fine. But it's probably going to swell up a little bit after the game. But I- I'm sure he can be. I'm sure it'll be fine. I think it'll just like be an external ankle. Ooh, yeah, that's going to swell up a bit, isn't it? He's, he's yeah, going to be walking gonna... with a wonk, wonky leg for a bit of a wonk. A bit of a wonk. Wow. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, fantastic um... goal, great assist. Yeah, but he looks okay after a few minutes. So we're 1-0 up. And it looks like we're, we're it's going to avalanche. We're going to start banging in goals. And my 4-1 prediction is going to come true. 51st minute. Barnes has a good attack down the left. Got a great cross in. But Zinchenko had the man covered. Uh, yeah, Zinchenko was uh, a little bit more disciplined today. He was better he, today. He was is. Yeah, he was better today. His shooting was good. A couple of shots yeah, was, on target. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a good game today. So I'm happy that Zinchenko is back in the flow of things. Um, just in time for his uh, his ex Man City, uh, you know, teammate to join us on Wednesday. I'm hoping. Oh yes, the return of Jesus. Fifty uh, fourth minute, great bit of dominating play, and uh, we scored another goal, didn't we? Did we? The one that was offside. Saka oh yes, in. oh yes, of course, of course. Oh yeah, of course, Christ, that was. Um, yeah, we knew, we knew. It's unfortunate. Um, it was a lovely passage play once again. The free flowing football of the front three. That was a lot of f- f- noises. Um, yeah, so very, very happy to see that. I'm going to be interested to see what happens when uh, you know Gabriel Jesus comes back. Uh, Emil Smith Rowe is match fit. Vieira is starting to really, you know, really start to get more of more game time. About the you know the connections and the different styles of play that we can play with up top. Um, it's going to be very interesting, and I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, just looking at the uh, 
and you probably would have said if they had scored still nil nil. Bloody hell. Yeah, yeah, still, still nil nil. I'm watching 84th minute. I'm obviously I'm slightly behind, so I'm watching a stream of unknown origins. Um, uh, so yeah, still nil nil. Liverpool just don't look like they're going to score. But the thing is, Palace don't look like they're going to score either. <laughs> it's, it's, if anyone's got any questions, put them in the chat. Start it with a Q or the word question. Um, I've got three at the moment, and I think they're all from Pete. Um, right, we are down to. Uh, here 57th minute corner ends up with Zinchenko who has a great pop shot at the keeper we need to uh, I think after him scoring his goal last week he's now he's now got the sniff for goals he's got the taste of goals he can he can sniff them out from half a mile away I'm fine with that yeah it's good yeah I couldn't believe that it was his first ever goal scored in the Premier League I couldn't believe that when Mm. the commentator said that because I was waiting for him to say his first goal for Arsenal but no, it's his first goal in the Prem. So I'm hoping that he's got all of a sudden the, the lust for scoring more because we're going to need everything we can get um, to try and finish as strong towards the you know the latter parts of the season. Um, so that was the 57th minute. Between the 57th and the 69th, it was some loads of back and forth. They were having good breaks, so were we. There were some rough tackles going in. Uh, Xhaka got, um, got a kick in a few times. And then... Um, uh, yeah, he was getting battered towards the, uh, you know, um, halfway through the second half. He was getting absolutely cleaned out. Um, Jorginho had a couple of moments where he was getting cleaned out as well. Um, I, I Leicester were really getting frustrated. Um, I thought they did very well defensively, but they were reckless. And I don't understand how they, uh, the referee didn't have a few yellow cards for them. Um, 69th minute, Eddie on for Trossard. I thought that was possibly a little bit early because Eddie didn't really I agree. do anything, did he? I agree. Um, maybe maybe they just want to get minutes into Eddie. I don't know. Or maybe they had a plan with Eddie and how he's going to play to maybe break up the Crystal Palace frustration. Uh, sorry, not the Palace frustration. Uh, the Leicester frustration. Um, but yeah, I I didn't... I, I thought Trossard could have just carried on playing. I don't think Eddie brought anything to the table. Um, I think we were playing a different style of football and I tell you what, I was enjoying it. Um, so yeah, I, I didn't really make much of the substitution in all honesty. Mm. 70th minute, I've put, I don't remember this. Odegaard on, uh, on a break gets up to the edge of the box and tackles himself. I think yep. he, he, he took a shot, missed it, and kicked his own leg and fell over. Yeah, it's been, he's been quite sloppy lately. Odegaard, he's not been the Odegaard yeah, he that hasn't. was dominating. No, he's, he's been, he's been off the boil. Martinelli's obviously coming back into his own, which is great. But now it's, it's time for Erdogan. Let's, let's put it this way. Let's put it this way. Start of the season, Saka was poor. Yeah? Yep. And uh, and Martinelli and Erdegaard stepped up. Uh, Erdegaard stepped up. Martinelli was poor. Saka stepped up. Mart- uh, Martinelli is now... Uh, sorry, Mart- uh, Erdegaard's now playing poor. Martinelli is stepping up and Saka's stepping up. So there's a moment where they're, they're, they're not... If we get all, the, all three of those guys all singing on the same hymn sheet and being clinical. It's going to be yeah. a scary day. It's going to be that scary. Is, I'd, be terrified. Gonna get smashed I would be terrified. Yeah, I'd be terrified to play against those guys as well as with Gabriel Jesus being introduced. Jack has been off the boil as well. He's had, he's not had a great couple of weeks. Um, so when everybody starts clicking again, I think we're going to finish the season very strong. True. Um, 70th minute, their first shot at goal, not on goal. It was 10 by yeah. them. 79th minute, Vardy tried to kill Jorginho. 
Yeah, that was um, strange. Yeah, Vardy. I, it was frustrating. Yeah, it was, it was annoying. Uh, the camera looked at Vardy and Gabriel, the defender, um, you know, having a conversation and Vardy saying, oh, I got him here. I got him here. When you watch the replay, yeah, you did get him there, but you ran into him and basically tried to knock him out with your chest or your stomach. Um, he was already late. He was already low and in the air. So it was a really reckless challenge. I thought once again, the referee was light. Um, oh, Lukonga's on the ball and he's done nothing. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was light. It <laughs> sums up his career. <laughs> sums him up, sums him up in a nutshell. Um, but, you know, I, uh, I, Jorginho is he's, 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 um, robust. He's experienced and he's robust and he knows the game. He knows the Premier League. He doesn't have to adapt. He doesn't have to try and figure out how to be a Premier League football player like a lot of players. He knows this league. He knows what it's about. He knows yeah. how to play the game. So very happy. Very happy with his performance overall. Yeah, decent player. Great buyer. Twelve and a half million. In, in this, I can't. Be, in this market, I can't. That's I can't believe what a cheap signing he was. And he's on a year and a half contract, which means we're not tied down for an eternity with him. So we've got an, a contract system here in place, which gives us room to move around and breathe and make the signings that we need to make in the summer. And you know, if we go for Caicedo and Rice at the same time. Let's fucking go. I didn't realise that he didn't. He's never played football in Brazil. He was uh, born in Brazil, but moved to Italy at the age of 15. He is yeah. of Italian descent through his parental, his paternal, uh, which is his dad, great grandfather, Giacomo Frello, who is from Veneti, Veneto. And that earns his Italian citizenship. Oh. Oh, and his childhood hero was Georgi Haji, one of my favourite players. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Well, yep. Uh, which led to his friends nicknaming him Hagenio. Ah, And his middle name is Louise. Of course it is. Oh, well, of course. Yes, Fits very nice. Perfectly. Yes, so, I mean, he spent all those years playing in Italy and Hellas Verona and Napoli, and he's only 31. He was only 31 in December. If yep. he wants to stay, he can do that at us for two or three, four years if he wanted to. But now sure. we're going to need a bigger squad playing Champions League football. I'm yep. very happy with it. But yeah, so far, yep. every game he's played, he's been impressive. Special note of uh, El Nenny uh, with the contract extension signed. Sealed, delivered, I'm he's yours. A page cut. Um, the guy is an absolute model professional, never moans about game time, comes in, does the Mr. Sturdy shit really well, takes a fucking pay cut, doesn't bitch, is just a positive person to be around. Every single club would bite your hand off to have a player like that in their squad. He's the modern days Jules Gramandi, Perry Groves, Agreed. Remy Gard, yeah. um, Flamini was another one. Yeah. Happy to stay and play in whatever yeah. position you ask him to. Love him. Absolutely love him. Uh, Loki says thumbs up, people. It's free, yeah? Loki, don't, don't have Loki come around. He'll um, do donuts on your lawn in his, his M3. No one needs that. Uh, Stephen, that end of season schedule is tough. City, Chelsea, Liverpool, West Ham. Well, West Ham finally won a game today. They Liverpool did. are rubbish. Chelsea are rubbish. And City, well. Danny yeah. Ings gets two. Just Danny Ings four doing, yeah, Danny Ings doing Danny Ings things, I guess. Um, so then, uh, party on in the 83rd minute for Erdegaard. Did you see what position party played in? I think. Um, Party, Jorginho stayed where he was. Party stayed in the middle, and Xhaka moved up to the Erdegaard role. Was it something like that? 
I didn't take too much notice of it. If I'm going to be honest with you, really I yeah, see. it was it's quite difficult. You can make uh, you know decisions and assumptions at, at any given moment. You know, everyone was talking about the start of the game. It was going to be Martinelli's going to start up top. Was it going to be Trossard starting up top? Um, uh, so because a lot of people were saying, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that, and who knows? The thing is, Party and Jorginho uh, can both play either role. So Imagine them two playing next to each other if we, we yeah. need to hold the lead. Like in a, yes. if, we, if we if we win one 0 away at Sporting Great. and then the return leg, or I don't know, we're we home just, away the we, first leg. Stick those two. So we've got back four. We've got those two, and then we've got Jacker in front of them. It's yeah. going full Bob Holding. None shall pass. I love it. Uh-huh. I love it. It's fantastic. We've got that now. We've got that in our arsenal to to uh, to to bring forward in a game. So I'm interested yeah. to see uh, where we go with that. Uh, Crystal Palace and Liverpool are drawn. Mm. Uh, nil nil. What a fantastic football club they it's, have become. It's, it's worth listening to the radio just to hear the scousers ring up and go, squeak, 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 clop out. Clop's the best thing that's happened to you. Shit fucking football club. Shit. 20 years, you morons. Shit city, shit fucking whatever. Fucking pop. Um, I feel sorry for Everton fans having to live with them. 85th yeah. minute, Tielemans, ouch. An 86th minute, my final note, Xhaka getting yet another beating. I mean, when Xhaka goes down, you know he's not faking it because he doesn't do that. Even um, Jorginho a few times went down. Yeah. And you knew that he was genuinely hurt because they, yeah. they weren't taking no prisoners. But that's what you got to do is to win. We are the best away team in the Premier League. They are the second worst home team in the Premier League. We're the best team in, we're the best team in England right now. Mm. And we have been since... Start of the season. Oh, the form table, which is not letting me do it. Uh, I'll go to this one and do form. Um, for the last six matches, we are the fifth best team. Man City are first, Brentford second, Brighton third, Man United fourth, and Liverpool are 14th, which is lovely to see. And the last three matches, does that move us up anywhere? Moves up to fourth. But uh, overall standings, top of the table, no, a whole team thing. Uh, we've Got a game in hand. We're two points clear. We've only lost three all season. Newcastle has still only lost two games. My God. Yeah, um, they, they they had that moment, haven't they, playing up until this point, playing extremely well defensively. They worked like a well-cold oil machine. You know, they're playing double. They're playing three centre-backs, you know. Mm. You can tell me all you want, Dan Byrne being a left-back. He's <laughs> not left-back. Centre-back playing left-back. We've got the second best home record. We've got the best away record. We've scored the second most number of goals in the Premier League. We've yep. got the second best goal difference. Goals conceded. Yep. We are third best. No, second best. Equal with Chelsea. How Chelsea only let in 23 goals this season? They've only scored 23, but they've only let in 23. Yes, Everything they've... is looking rosy, isn't it? It is. Um, I'm, in, I'm enjoying Chelsea it. tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be good. So I'm hoping that they're going to batter the shit out of each other. That's nice. Uh, injuries are plenty. Find both the clubs for disorderly conduct in every switch way. That's what I want to see. Hopefully, it will be, there'll be lots of goals in that game. And uh, I'm going to have to say Chelsea win because Spurs are only 15 points behind us. And that isn't quite enough. No. But I can smell St. Totteringham's day. It might even be an early one. Want- I want Chelsea to to win tomorrow as well, as much as I hate Chelsea. I call them Chelsea. Yeah. Um, but I, I dislike them uh, to high heavens, but I don't want Kane to have a good game. I want him to have a bad game. 
Uh, I'm not sure when they, if there's going to be a Sunday roast tomorrow, depending whether the King of the Jews is actually going to bother to turn up or if he's out schmoozing. And then the podcast is probably going to be on Tuesday about 7.30, 8 o'clock. Wednesday, we are home to Everton. That would be a revenge match. Everton had one lucky win so far, and then they lost to Liverpool, and then they beat Leeds, and then they lost to Aston Villa today. So they're losing to the teams that we've beaten. So... I should expect us to beat those on Wednesday, 7.45 kickoff. The preview show will be at about half past six. Um, I'm not sure who's coming on for that one. Oh, I think it might be Jared. Jared, I think he might have said he might be doing it. Post-game show, Deke, are you free for that? Wednesday, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Lovely job, Lee. Um, well, we've got a few questions to go to answer. Um, Pete Coulson has been busy with the question says why was today the Lee Mount Mason memorial tribute held by VAR officials Benjamin was being a bit naughty and then Saka was blatantly held and given nothing like, did they fuck us over in honour of Lee Mason uh, I, I just find it comic whether they did or not didn't I just find it comical that they uh, they did really well with finding the Ben White foul um because it was only from one angle and it's like well you know it just all it all it says to me is the inconsistencies and the biases um from human decision um you know as as much as var is supposed to be a system that is supposed to be flawless um it clearly isn't and we talk about it all the time since it's, since its inception so um it's you know it's like the ai you know, that are going around at the moment, Google's AI and there's AI and people ask them questions and stuff like that. And you want to, and you, and you feel like you're receiving a completely non-biased answer from any and anything you ask, but it's been proven the fallacies with this, with this issue, whoever, whoever constructs and creates the program, those thoughts and ideas go through into the AI. So by the creator. Um, So, and this is the same with the VAR system, exactly the same. The biases are still there. You know, the mistakes you know, if a mistake generally means that you're incompetent, meaning that you are slack at your job, meaning that in that particular moment, you thought what you did was enough. He At one moment, Lee Mason went, that's enough time for me to look and see, because apparently he said he was getting stressed about how long he was taking. There's been moments already this season where VAR decisions have been nearly five minutes, nearly 10 minutes there was, wasn't it? There was a game for us, and it was a ten-minute. It was the Martinelli goal when it was called offside. They, yeah. they did, they, they did fucking line drawing for ten minutes live on television. It was like an episode of Take they Heart. Didn't give a fuck about nothing. So don't give me that crap. Once again, it's biases that push through into a system that is made by just fucking incompetent idiots. Vent over. Uh, Pete asked the question, who do we want to win at Spurs and Chelsea tomorrow? We both said Chelsea. We want to see lots of goals, lots of shit going on. Avon Teddington says, do Jack and Jorginho have the mobility to be in the same midfield without weakening our system? I don't think it really, yeah, it does. They obviously, I take, uh, you know, I I made a joke about Jorginho being slower than Jacka. As long as you've got one of our midfield three that has the ability to, to um, speed things up a little bit, but they're both good with the balls. They're both good at their passing. Their accuracy is really good. And they may be, but when you get older as a player, I mean, we saw the days of Wood Hullet dropping further and further back down the team because yeah. he could pass perfectly. Ray Wilkins, RIP. Yeah. One I've, got no, I've got no player. problems. 
yeah, I've got no problems with Jacker and Jorginho. You know, we know. I think it's I think it's pretty clear and pretty obvious. You have to live under a rock if you don't. If you haven't heard the rumours of Declan Rice already making a promise to sign for Arsenal, you know, there's you know Tielemans is going to be free in the summer. Or we're going to possibly go him. back in for Caicedo. I don't want Tielemans, but I'm Never saying seen him do anything. Agreed. So you know these there's midfielders being thrown at us left, right, and centre for the summer. The summer is going to be. It's going to be midfield heaven for us, I'm hoping, you know, and we can push on uh, from this season into next season. Um, so I'm fine with it. I love Xhaka. I think Xhaka's, um, his redemption arc this season has been one of my favourite things that I've enjoyed so far this season. As I said, he's been a bit slow of recent, um, but I'm hoping that he finishes the season strong. But I love both of those boys. Jorginho is already fitting in really well. And hopefully they'll both get to play Champions League football for us next season. We won't get rid of uh, easy. of them. Easy, easy. They're going to need a big old squad. Oh, yes. Um, Pete asks a question. Is Eddie going to be back against Everton or is he done as a starter? Well, I wish he was done as a starter, but knowing, knowing Arteta... I think, I think in, he'll start. I think he'll start. Yeah, I think he'll start. Sadly. And Stephen Edwards says, where does ESR get back in the team? Deakey's going to say as a striker. I I like him as that false nine option. I think it'd be interesting to play with. Um, but I think ESR might have a world to live in with a uh sort of a, a more of a central midfield role um as that ball that ball carrier. He has that ability to ball carry. He needs to bulk up and, and work on his tackling and his tracking and his marking ability. Um but I think he could even play as a central mid central midfield player. I think he's got that ability to be able to carry the ball as that old school box-to-box midfielder. One of my favourite roles. I think ESR could do a like a Ramsey, a more technically gifted Ramsey, Aaron Ramsey. Yeah. I think that's what ESR could potentially do. They're going to need to try and figure out a way of fitting in Emil Smith-Rowe into the squad. And I think that's possibly where they're going to go with it. Jolly good. Last question is from Pete Coulson. Who do you want to win tomorrow in the League Cup final? Newcastle, Arabia or Man U to win? Well, it's Newcastle because I don't want Man United to win anything because I hate them. You? Um, I hate both the clubs. I think no, At the end of the day, I hated um, Mike Ashley, the previous owner of Newcastle, due to personal reasons. Uh, my dad had to take him to court because he's a muggy little prick. And if I'd see him, I'd probably have to just give him a knock yeah. in the face. My dad's accepted it and moved on, but I still dislike him for what he did to my dad. So I dislike him for a personal reason, not to, fa- not to mention the fact that he's a muggy, pricky little wanker. Um, and it was, it's a bit frustrating because obviously I, Newcastle are a solid little club. Newcastle, the city, so it's a fun place. You know, I've yeah. got my best mates from Newcastle. My dad says nothing but lovely stuff about people from the, you know, the Geordie, uh, the Geordies up there and stuff. So I, I've got no qualms with the club and everything like that. But obviously, the ownership once again is shame that their ownership uh-huh. is scumbags with Newcastle and a generally exactly. nice place, exactly. nice people, nice supporters, exactly. nice kit, nice exactly. stadium, great crowd. Exactly. And I, I, I hate Man United as well. You know, due to the the pure rivalry, I the fact that you know they got they stopped us on our forty nine. You know, and then with Rooney and his fucking diving antics, I you know I hate both the teams, so I don't really give a shit. I think if you see Newcastle win. I think there's going to be lots of conversations being made about how their project is is uh, has been escalated a lot quicker than they thought, just like with Arsenal this season. You know, mm-hmm. we were hoping to just get top four football, but we're pushing on for a potential title win three years into Arteta's reign. And we're seeing something similar to Newcastle. Chelsea are trying to do it as well. 
everyone's trying to copy the Arsenal mould with the rebuilding. Yes, and uh, I'm not sure whether it's because um, Newcastle and Arsenal are doing it really well because everyone else has just turned to poop. Um, I think it's probably the latter, the reason why um, we're looking and they're looking so good. So, I mean, they're not looking good. They're, they're doing the job, but they're not looking good. They're not an entertaining team to watch. No, no. They are a but bit they're, but they, they're, they're going to have the money. They're just building that rep up at the moment, so... Uh, right there you go that's it so we're all done and uh, yes Deke thank you very much It's uh, thank you very much for waiting the extra half an hour for me because all gravy yeah I'm going to go and cook myself some pork loins now I've got four in the fridge and they're mooing at me I finished Clarkson's Farm last night brilliant oh the second season loved it absolutely yeah. loved it you, you you just wanted him to six. I'm not going to spoiler alert I'm not going to yeah. spoil anything but you just want him to succeed you just love him as a character um you know, I'm doing a bit of that. I'm going, as I said to you, I'm going, oh, you met, you asked me a couple of weeks ago. I'm doing, I'm got back into acting. I'm doing a bit of voiceover work. I'm doing a, a short film in a week's time. Uh, so I'm doing bits and bobs here at the moment and redoing all this again. Uh, like I did when I, my, in my teen years, it makes me give, it makes me realize the hard work that's put in by people in films and show TV shows and stuff like that. And just Jeremy Clarkson, you know, I don't give a f- crap about what you think about him politically, but as an entertainer, someone engaging uh, like him you wouldn't think it would connect with a farm but it's just it's addicting to watch and i don't even like reality tv <laughs> no i don't like reality i like big brother and that's it that's the only one even that got ruined in the in the latter oh, years I, oh well, well, everyone watched it back in the day like 15 uh, years ago but i've not watched I'd it have won that if i'd have gone on it it'd have been wonderful uh, east anglia the name i haven't seen before i'm in east anglia i'm in god manchester near cambridge and it's a very nice place. Yeah. People saying they enjoyed the show. Yeah, uh, Clarkson's is, is really, really good. And it just shows you the how much this government and local councils don't give a fuck no, about they the don't. people who run farms. Because it's not who, self-sustainability because it's because it's because it means that we don't have less to we've got less to trade with with other countries, yeah. which yeah. in then turn fucks ourselves. Well, we you could I'm not gonna go political, but I'm saying that the, the leader of the free world there's a lot of problems going on in the, in America right now, and he's over in another country, whilst the previous is over there helping and and being there for them. So I'm just saying, I'm not going political, but I'm just saying, but I love like- a bit of patriotism. I like it if my pr- prime minister would be right. This is this is Great Britain. Let's make Brit- you know Britain more British. Uh, we don't and, own and our utilities. We don't own the water, the electricity. Yeah, the it's, gas. it's it's, we it's don't, crap. No, it's such a load of shit. We don't we have rely a coal. on these people and they coal. And they don't look Fucking after the farmers. They don't look We've got enough here to sustain this country. And watching this program, you just see every little hoop that Clarkson and everyone has to run through it's a, and such jump a load through. Of shite. Yeah. Jumped up little scrotes that are running local councils. All need to, I mean, that's what he should have done. He should have gone on the massive campaign. All the other farmers got together and get their own people elected to the local council. Then everything would have been approved. But no, no, snotty little shits. I agree. And uh, Danny on Big Brother, I'd pay to see that, says Pete Coulson. Yeah, I don't think I'd get away with it nowadays. They'd look into my past and go, oh, dodgy geezer. Um, dodgy, way, way too dodgy, way too dodgy. Mm. Right, people, thank you very much for watching. You have been wonderful. Deke, thank you very much. You have been Deke. Yes, I have been Deke and you've been Danny. Yeah, I have indeed. Right, people, thank you very much. And we'll hopefully maybe see you tomorrow night with the King of the Jews, Mr. Feinberger and me. And uh, just to cheer you up, here's one of my favourite photos. It's me in a card shop 
and I put the words "fuck Spurs." St. Torringham's Day, let's go. <laughs> it's what St. Torringham's Day, let's fucking go. Let's get it on. Come on, and uh, and we will see you all later. Now I need to go down and press the right button here. Here we go with Steve and Dave. Enjoy them, and we will see you later. Bye bye. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Get down, dog. Splendid business. He nearly caught the bloody thing. What are you talking about? <laughs> so I was just eating a full quiche. Well, you don't often see them at him. So when you see them in the supermarket, they need to be swagged, microwaved immediately, and get the brown sauce on one. Bosh, Bob's your uncle. Never in doubt. <laughs>